Hey, hi everyone. Welcome on Puppet Podcast on the road. I'm Caroline Bernier-Dion, Caro BD, and uh, I'm now in Tampa for another show. And um, tonight I want to present you one of a new friend I made when I was touring and uh, She's in. Uh, she was based in Syracuse uh, with the Open Hand Theater, and uh, I'm really happy because I get the chance. That's part of my objective to go uh, to meet other puppeteers during the way during my trip during my tour. So I met her, and I'm really happy to present her work to you. And she's Caitlin Freiberg, and I make her enter in the screen right now. Hey. Hi, Caitlin. Hello. So thank you to accept this offer and to be part of the Puppet Podcast on the road. Absolutely. It's it's really fun to be able to talk to a fellow puppeteer, too, and get different uh, different ideas of everything. So Yeah, it's totally. And that's the, the purpose of this podcast is to share our passion and make others know about it. You have like many people who don't know what is puppetry and have like kind of a viewpoint, but we can make this viewpoint grow and, and grow. Let's see. So my first question for you, Caitlin, is what makes the art of puppetry an art that you cherish? So for me, I'm a storyteller right down to my core. So the best thing about puppets is that puppets just, they're such a wonderful medium because there's so many different things you can do in so many different ways to, do, to handle them that they just enrich the story. And they also, they make me a better storyteller because I not only have to come up with how I'm going to tell the story, but how I'm going to tell the story through this creature. Yeah. So I love the challenge of that. That's cool. And could you say that storytelling was part of your primary uh, way of expression? Oh, yeah. I'd, I Back before I could even really put right words in like good sentences, I was telling stories all the time. That's so cool. that's definitely where I started. Yeah. So uh, how and when did your crush for puppetry happen when you fall in love with this art? So um, I started about 10 years ago as an apprentice for Open Hand. And one of the first big projects we took on as apprentices was we made our own rod marionettes. And I based mine off, I loosely, I do need to say loosely, based <laughs> the design off of my grandfather. So once I got that personal connection, watching it shape and figuring out all of its movements and getting it to work, um, just it just hit me like, wow, this is amazing. And it just made the, the process even more special. And so now I take that and I put something, I put something unique into each puppet so that it's every time I see it, it's like, oh, it's you, uh -huh. even if it's just you. So, but yeah, back, back about 10 years ago was when I really started crushing on puppetry. Uh -huh. What was the character? Uh, his name is Devin, and he's got, I, I don't have him here, but he's got a very, very long snout. And he, uh, he looks kind of like a goblin, and he's only got, he's only got seven fingers on either hand, because my grandfather was missing fingers. So he's uh -huh. got three on one, four on another. 
And then my dad, my grandfather was also the two big things I knew about my, like, I always like poignantly see in my brain is his nose and his ears. That's why I say loosely because <laughs> my grandfather looked like a, like an elf. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So uh, in your opinion, what would be the best feel of study or background as a puppeteer? Do you feel it's acting, set design, props, designer like what what you believe in that i think well there's i have two answers for that one because i think for i know for me i started acting because that was a thing in school i mean puppets really wasn't wasn't a thing for me as a kid except watching sesame street i didn't really mm -hmm. know that i could do it myself mm -hmm. so um when i when i started learning how to work with puppets i was able to just kind of jump into it because i had that experience but then i also growing up getting into college i got into building things and making props so then when it came to building the props i was uh, building the puppets i was a little bit more comfortable so i think it uh -huh. kind of depends on if you're more outgoing and like to be right in the moment or if you're a little bit more introverted and you'd rather be behind the scenes mm -hmm. So you will mean that puppetry could be both, both uh, personality could enjoy this art. Oh, yeah. Totally. I agree. I agree because I have like some fellow who are really outgoing and other more into their, their room doing their puppet. And for sure, both have really incredible talent. It's cannot. Yeah, I agree with you totally. Yeah, working, I mean, working with kids, that's where I really see it. Because I've got some kids that are just like, yeah, I totally got this. Put me in there. I'm, I'm ready to go. And there's other kids who are like, I'm going to help you build that. I'm going to, I'm going to just watch. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. You're still part of it. You're still engaged. Yeah. And, and for you, what is the difference? Because often we have to explain uh, like object theater, the difference between the object and the props and the puppet like for you how you explain it like to kids or to a fellow who don't know anything about puppeteering well um it's it's interesting because you can turn anything into a puppet depending on how on how committed you are into the in the moment and into into that i mean i've seen in a sh in one of the shows we did um the actor actually he took he took a an orange and an apple and they had a conversation and after about two seconds of that started you forgot that he was talking with fruit you thought he was he had two old men in his hands um but i mean it for me with the biggest difference is that the puppets take on a personality they kind of suck in everything that's going around them and so when you work with them even if you're just if you're watching somebody else work with them you can see there's kind of a connection Whereas like with a prop, you don't really get a connection with a water bottle. You just, yeah. you know, you, use it, you put it back down and you move on. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's a good way to explain with the connection. And uh, do you think like puppeteering, like the puppetry art is in an ascension or it's becoming less popular? I, you know, I think it's starting to get more popular. It's um, especially hand puppets I'm seeing is getting and ventriloquy and i think that's got to do with some of the some of the reality shows right now there's a lot of ventriloquists out there 
So mm-hmm. they're kind of open doors. But I think like big puppets I've seen kind of starting to go away. But the little mm-hmm. stuff it, it's is getting it's getting more popular. Hmm. Good. That's uh, yeah. That's observation, and I think from different area depends of where we are in the world or in America. We can observe different like involvement into this art because I met you and we talk about the union, the unima. Like we talk about this mm-hmm. this association of puppeteer who is international and something with this as you talking about connection is really interesting in terms of like connecting the puppeteer. So do you think like this, this kind of association could make puppetry art grow or depends because it could be just connection between practitioner instead of going to get into more public? What do you think about this, this union that I talked to you, I introduced to you? Yeah, I think... I think, I mean, anytime that you can get a bunch of people who are of the same mind together and then give, and then like all, you know, all over, I think is always better. <laughs> yeah. I, but I mean, I know I was super excited and I was like, oh good, there's people, there's more people than just those that I talk or talk to in Syracuse. Um, yeah. Cause there's actually not a whole lot of them around, around where I am. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. So, yeah, so I will talk to you more about that and maybe we can build another another uh, group around you. And also, um, what is your biggest purpose? It's about my last question. It's like something more into your vibe, your biggest purpose as a puppeteer, like what you want to do as a goal. Is it to do to write the best storytelling with puppetry or to play in front of a big audience or do you have like a specific purpose on this my that's kind of changed throughout my my um my experiences like if you'd asked me that question 10 years ago it would have been like oh yeah to play to a huge audience and you know everybody's so excited for my performance with with all of that but um and then I would say within the last couple of years, my big purpose as a puppeteer is just to pass on that anybody can do it. If you're willing to put in the time and make yourself vulnerable because you can enrich any experience. You can tell any story if you're just willing to put it out there. And I mean, when you're with a puppet, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You can story tell with this person also. That's good. Yeah. And, um, um what um do you have like a a funny piece of work you want to share to us or i know i conclude often with something spontaneous so So i've got this little guy oh yeah that's one the one that you were uh building when i met you or yes yeah there he's fully formed now he has a name now. He's Vincent. When you met him, he wasn't named yet. <laughs> and and Vincent is for Halloween. I I feel this teeth. Oh, you broke up. I'm sorry. Oh, I think it's an Halloween character, or it could. Uh, yes, he is a <laughs> he's a vampire. He's yeah. an eight year old vampire who has his pajamas under his pants so he doesn't get cold. 
And do you, could you say that you have influence when you build that kind of puppet? Like you are influenced by like Avenue Q or uh, other performers or? Um, well, I mean, Jim, Jim Henson is a big one for me. I've actually, um, a magazine just came out on him that I've been looking into. And with this guy specifically, um, I was actually trying to kind of play off of like Elmo, <laughs> kind, uh -huh. of, kind of play with a character um, that's that cute and funny and just easy to relate to because there's a, there's something about him that you love, whether you're eight or you're 80. So I decided to throw that into him. But also the big thing with Vincent was that I was making coffins for a uh, for a school for a performance at one of our schools. And they and the kids would pop out of coffins and we had a demo. So I was like, oh, I'm going to make a coffin that Vincent can go into. <laughs> and he was. Born. <laughs> so to conclude, could you make him like do a, a big laugh or something for Halloween uh, for the people who listen to us? <laughs> Happy Halloween! <laughs> Thank you very much, Caitlin, to accept this uh, this sharing moment. And I hope to see you in the future in other puppetry activity. So, Absolutely. and if you want to come to Montreal also, we have plenty of activity. So I, I will talk to you more during the way on this. So thank you for this time, for your time. And uh, I wish you the best for your project with Hope Great. and Great, you too. See you.